You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm Gordy, the AI wrangler for the, for this one and the last one, because I'm going to be feeding in more story prompts or prompts Beautiful. from the story to our to mid journey. Yeah, it's actually not a bad idea for yeah. if we ever need clarification on any kind of visual that we're not yeah. sure on. Yeah, there's no this... there's no pictures in these except for the ones in picture picture books we're not looking at those yeah we can make a picture book out of these and it will be horrifying on a lot of different levels (laughs) yeah i'm excited to see what you wrangle today uh so this week we are continuing our hans christian anderson journey suggested by millipedish uh enemy of of the gordy and the tyler um (laughs) with the tinderbox if i didn't say that i don't know what parts of words i have said um what? <laughs> well, I, well, I do not. What? Yes. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, don't rem- I didn't even compute that sentence. <laughs> I don't remember what like words from the title I, I had said. Like what bits of the thing I was reading actually made it into the out loud voice. Reading the tender box and it's mm, uh, Millipedish's fault. The out loud voice went just now or yeah, ever? Just now. Okay. For, for this recording. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't we know got where it. I am. We okay. got it. <laughs> We'll get we, there. We'll get there. We didn't. We didn't get a chance to go back into the void between recordings <laughs> to re to recharge. <laughs> so here we are. Um. All right. So quick recap of last week, if you uh, have forgotten, as we often do. Uh, we have a soldier who was walking home, met a witch, which on, on Mars. Yep. Don't, Don't forget. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's on it's, Mars now. And it's pretty subtle that it takes place on Mars, but the clues are there. I wouldn't have caught it if Gordy hadn't said it. Yeah, something about uh, red, redness, or like there's a soldier walking down like a dusty red highway. <laughs> yeah, none of those words appeared. Like, yeah, I don't think any then, of those words appeared. I think he just said Mars. And then it says like, and then he gazes out at Mons Olympus probably. <laughs> Filters has the, an the fine version red of sand tale. in his hands. <laughs> a his lost expert, expert soldier's hands. <laughs> With his cool uh, digital space knapsack <laughs> and cyber sword. Mm-hmm. I remember that issue part. to from all the, space marines. From the future. What this, this, who are we reading? Hans Christian Andersen? Yeah. yeah. Like real, we said, real subtle. <laughs> had, had some big ideas though for back in the yeah, 18, so, 17 something uh, who knows 1835 probably before we even knew about Mars 
Yeah, sit down, Mary Shelley. You think you invented <laughs> Mars. science fiction or Mars? Science fiction. <laughs> Ma- with Mary you. Shelley, known inventor of Mars. <laughs> um, not discoverer, inventor. Yeah. <laughs> Mars would not even exist if it wasn't for Shelley, and one terrible weekend with Lord Byron. Do I do appreciate that Frankenstein is is purely a work of spite. <laughs> Not purely, but largely a work of spite. Largely. Spite has um, inspired many a beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, Alright, so a soldier. To an extent, I think it inspired this show. Yeah, I think it inspired... Carmen's spite for us. (laughs) And your spite for me, and then the battle of those two spites together tell a story. Unique and beautiful. Um... Yeah, so the soldier subtly on Mars, if you read in between the lines, mm-hmm. um, met a witch who offered, in exchange for like collecting a tinderbox that used to belong to her grandmother, all the gold he could get out of chests that dogs with weird eyes are sitting on, um, using a blue-checked picnic blanket apron to calm them down, because they like, they like their blankies. He gets a lot of money. He wants to know what she's doing with the tinderbox. She won't tell him, so he kills her immediately and takes it. Spends all his money. Learns about a princess. Isn't allowed to see the princess. Gets poor again and lives in a place with too many stairs for his friends to bother to see him. So high. So many stairs. So many stairs. Never gets a third floor apartment or no one will see you. Alright, so it's a dark evening. He doesn't even have a penny left to buy himself a candle, and he remembers that he has a tinderbox, and that that tinderbox has a little bit of candle stuck in it. A candle stuck in it? Yeah, like a little bit, little little candle stub. I've been imagining a Zippo. Oh, yeah, this is old-timey Zippo. But a, Mar- a Mars Zippo. <laughs> yeah, old-timey Mars Zippo. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, so he strikes a few sparks, and... Then, instead of lighting the candle, his door flies open, and the dog with the eyes as big as teacups comes in and says, What orders, master? So this tender box so, summons uh, dogs. They, like... <laughs> okay, yeah. Instead of yeah. fire. And yeah, I guess that, that makes sense to me. And I guess Noth- they were just nothing, hanging out. <laughs> nothing I need clarified. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they were just hanging out in the tree where some someone dropped the tinderbox, and they're like, well, I guess this is where we live right now. We'll sit on these boxes until someone brings us our blankie. Uh, so, in response to the sudden appearance of a dog who was previously sitting on a box full of co- copper coins, the soldier says, Hello, well, this is a pleasant tinderbox if it brings me all I wish for. And then he tells the dog, Bring me some money. The dog is gone in a moment and returns carrying a large bag of copper coins in his mouth. Um, <clears throat> so all he wishes for is money. Yeah. Because I was going to say, he didn't wish for a dog. No. Unless that was new information. So no, it, it, what he, it brings he... is a dog that will bring him what he wishes for, which is money. <laughs> which he could have just said. <laughs> oh, Very... this brings a dog that brings me money. <laughs> roundabout yeah uh so he apparently does like a little bit of experimentation with the whole tinderbox system and uh the you rules... guys ever played torchlight no briefly 
It's like a Diablo, except there's a dog that brings you money in it. Is it based on the story? It might be, now that I'm thinking about it. It is on Mars. <laughs> Torchlight is on Mars? <laughs> yeah, obviously. it's very subtle, mm. though. Oh, I, okay. I, I didn't play it for very long, so I, I well possible that I just missed that. <laughs> you missed the Mount Olympus level. <laughs> didn't get that far the dog that brings you money part is true you you have a companion a dog usually it could be another animal but who's gonna pick that you could have a dog um and you fill its bag you i don't know i don't remember i just picked the dog but you fill its pack full of all the loose junk gear that you don't want anymore and you send it to town while you're still adventuring and then it comes back with money it's a great system, and it's on Mars. Continue, Carmen. Um, you can have a lot of. You can have a panther. That's not a dog. No, but I'm looking at the torchlight options. You've got <laughs> stag, alpaca, a panda, a badger, mm-hmm, an mm-hmm, owl, mm-hmm, a hawk, mm-hmm. a chocoberry, which is just a fantasy critter. You haven't f- said dog yet. A ferret. There are a few different types of dogs. You can have a papillion. Are those not a dogs? bulldog? There's also a wolf, a cat, and a panther. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I like dogs fine, but <laughs> all of those feel like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would personally go for like the panther or a badger. Badger would be ferret is a sort. Like you got a little noodle cat that runs around. And fights with you. Scratches the shit out of you. Yeah. I was going to call a badger like a forest, a wild forest dog, which I don't think we have another word for yet. A wild forest dog? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a wild dog that you would find in the woods. That wouldn't be like the wolf. A what? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. The, the cat model here looks an awful lot like a tiger in the face. Like, the muzzle's a little bit wide, and the mm-hmm. ears are are widely spaced and smaller than a house cat. So it looks very much like a tiger. Um, so I think I would actually choose the cat, but I would name it Temp Tiger in honor of our favorite hardworking animal companion. That's fair. Uh, Gordy, what the hell is this? Those are our protagonists. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a dog with eyes the size of saucers, and that's our Martian man and his tinderbox. I feel like number three nailed it on the dog for sure. <laughs> I did ask uh, the AI to make these hyper-realistic. <laughs> yep. Achieved. Achieved. Yes. Yeah. No notes. <laughs> this, is, this is where we got to. I like number three on the dog and number four on the tinderboxman. Although I do appreciate the extra ass leg on number three of the tinderboxman. Yeah. I, I suppose it would be handy to have a third ass leg. It's a spare. It's an extra cool growth. I like that the arms in number two are exactly as long as they need to be in that <laughs> moment. So the guy experiments with the tinderbox and he discovers that one strike will call the, the copper dog. A second strike is going to call the silver uh, dog, the one with the millstone eyes. And the third strike is going to call that weird-ass, tower-eyed, constantly spinning uh, gold garden just, dog. Yeah, just don't think about it. 
just ask for the money. It'll come. Yeah, don't even look at he, it. Don't even look outside. To, is he trying to like trick the genie or something here with these weird requests? He's what just, do you mean? I mean, he's just striking the tender box and seeing what happens, and what happens is dogs show up. Yeah, just, this is just a faster way to get the dog yeah. money than having to go in the tree yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's like portable tree with a hole in it. So the soldier makes himself rich again on dog money. And he goes back to his elegant rooms that have much fewer stairs. And puts on his nice clothes again. And his friends recognized him once more. Because he wasn't up so many flights of stairs that he was unrecognizable. <laughs> Which is what this is implying between the two reasons that the friends didn't like pay any attention to him. Um, after a little bit, uh, he starts getting those intrusive, obsessive thoughts about the existence of a princess again. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of remembers what she's about, and he hasn't seen her yet. And basically, what is the point of her being beautiful if she's shut up in a copper castle? Because as we all know, female beauty is a commodity that is owed to the world. Uh, and it is like like being stolen from when you don't get to look at hot women. Yeah. In- indeed. I can get behind that, sure. <laughs> and if women decide that they want to do things like cut their hair short or diet or other weird things, then you're... I mean, think of what you're taking from the men without consulting me. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's very much like you have had your candy taken from you. Look, I'm not upset that you did it. I'm just upset you didn't ask. <laughs> Why would you not ask me what looks hotter on you and what <laughs> I want for your hair? You don't even see it. I'm the one looking at it. <laughs> day in and day out, ball and chain. Um, and then he remembers that maybe magic dogs can do more than just bring him cash but just maybe can they yeah he has realized that there is perhaps a wish beyond just money to spend on shit we have some tests in order uh, so he summons the teacup eyes dog probably because it's the least horrifying to look at and requires the least effort to summon (laughs) <laughs> sort of less less of a cognitive load to perceive <laughs> one strike and these eyes are big but they're like within the the Thai beanie babies revamp levels of unsettlingly large so Doesn't we can make handle me feel it. like shitting my pants every time I look at it <laughs> yeah um so he asks the dog uh, he says hey it's midnight but I want to see the princess for a minute I don't give a shit who that inconvenience is. <laughs> like, I, I want it right now. Um, so the dog disappears and returns with the princess sleeping on its back. So at least the dog knows how to steal a woman without, like, disturbing her rest at Yeah, that's actually midnight. impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, the, dog, the dog has, to some this extent... The dog is a smooth operator. Yeah. <laughs> some, some respect for her needs. Uh, and she is just, she is indeed very hot. Like, so hot that, and so sexy, everyone would know looking at her that she's a real princess, because that is what makes a princess. Uh, it's not lineage or genetics or the vast amounts of inbreeding 
that happen among the royals. It's it's pure sexy hotness. That does track. I mean, based considering, on all the stories we've read, considering the inbreeding, that hotness is a feat. <laughs> it really is rising above and beating the odds in some ways. So the soldier couldn't help kissing her. True Gross. soldier that he was. I don't like that phrase. That's a that's a bad look on soldiers, if that's what it is to be a true soldier. Is to do you a little bit of an assault, because you just can't help it. And the dog took her home, and the next morning over breakfast with the queen and king, because apparently the queen is also allowed to see her, in spite of previous statements that only the king could navigate the copper castle and its many towers, uh, she told them what a weird dream she'd had the night before. With this dog and a soldier and smooching, wet squelching noises. The whole deal. Yep. That's a pretty story, said the queen, and then she immediately sent for one of the old ladies of the court to watch by the princess's bed at night in case it wasn't a dream, because this queen knows that she lives in myth times and there's fuckery about everywhere. She's not taking chances. <laughs> That's fair. I, I do like this queen as a character. <laughs> Um, the soldier, once again, longed to see the princess, so he sent for his dog to kidnap her once more as fast as possible. I don't know if this is a translation thing, or something specific to this version, or if I just don't get it, but the old lady put on water boots and ran after him like as fast washes? as the dog could run. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining like the rain boots or something. <laughs> yeah, or waders, like a yeah. fisherman. They're like up to her thighs, and for whatever reason, this, this allows her to chase after the dog pretty quick. Uh, and she found that <laughs> Yeah, he, they're known for speed. Yeah, everyone knows the, the water boots can, can carry you at inhuman speeds. <laughs> uh, so she found that he carried the princess to a large house, and she thought it would help her to remember which large house if she marked the door with chalk. Um, so then she does this, she goes home to bed, job well done, you don't need to actually like go check in on the princess and make sure nothing untoward's happening to her after she's kidnapped to this house. You just gotta, like, mark which door it is, and then your your job's done. You were just told to watch, not to rescue, so... Mm -hmm. Might as well get, get some shut-eye. And uh, the dog returned shortly thereafter with the princess, but it noticed the chalk mark, and, being a good, good boy, it goes above and beyond what has been asked of it by the tinderbox bearer, and goes and makes similar chalk marks on the, all the doors in town. So the next morning, the king and queen take the the lady and also all the officers on a scavenger hunt for this house. And I like to imagine how this plays out as the king walks straight out of his front door. The house immediately across from him has a mark, so he walks straight up and is like, here it is! Aha! <laughs> Found it! Uh, but his wife, the queen, uh, looks around for more than two seconds and points out that, hey, that house... And also that house. And also every door within our site right now has this exact same mark. So fuckery has occurred. <laughs> uh, they determined pretty quickly that this is a useless endeavor. Because like, the only way to recognize the house is by the mark. And it wouldn't make any sense for the lady to try and retrace her steps or notice any other you know, architectural features. That would take too long. Yeah. We're on a time crunch. We got king shit to do today. <laughs> Those... Partridges won't eat themselves. 
but the queen was very certainly clever. not fast enough <laughs> no the queen was a very clever woman and she could do a great deal more than merely ride in a carriage unlike some queens um so <laughs> she takes her large gold scissors cuts a piece of silk into squares makes a neat little bag and then fills it with buckwheat flour uh, then she ties this bag around the princess's neck, because the princess is little more than, like, livestock <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> cuts a small hole in the bag so that the flower will make a trail when she's taken out. And then during the night, the dog stole her again and brought her to the soldier, who loved her very much. I'm just gonna let that sink in. He's had two nights of staring at a sleeping girl, and now it's love. Um, it was love before that, Carmen, as far as fairy tales are concerned. And he wished he'd been a prince so that he could have her to wife instead of just stealing her for kisses. Instead of just being a lowly Mars soldier. The dog did not notice the flower trail. So it was easy to track the next day to the soldier and they put him in prison. So we're going to skip the rule of threes and, and just kind of move on to the next plot point because I think Hans Christian Andersen's running out of pen ink. Yeah, that's fair. We're, I'm good to move on. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Seems it's, it's enough of that. <laughs> prison is a real bummer sure go on and it's even more of a bummer because everybody's stopping by to just like cheerfully tell them hey tomorrow you're gonna be hanged have you heard yeah hear the good news execution tomorrow morning don't steal you. princesses be there or be squ- uh, dead beats be hunked <laughs> uh, so this was unpleasant news not bad, just unpleasant. Yeah, it's not what you want to hear the first thing in the morning. No. Or even, like, midday. Yeah, it's more of an evening <laughs> news thing. Yeah, right before, <laughs> so you can just go to sleep after yeah. you hear it. Yeah. That's uh, he, a problem for tomorrow. Yeah. He'd also left the tinderbox at the inn. And as far as we have seen, he has literally nothing else going for him. Like, no personal cleverness or anything, so... Oh, well. (laughs) So that's that. In the morning, he stared out through the little grated window in his prison cell and watched all the people who were hastening out of the town to see him hanged, just real excited for the show. At least you're bringing entertainment to the masses. I was going to say, you got to understand that we don't get this kind of treatment all the time. He heard drums beating, and he saw the soldiers marching, and everyone ran out to look at them, and I presume also follow them to to see the the cool show. The shoemaker's boy was running so fast to see a man hung by the neck that one of his slippers fell off and struck against the wall where the soldier was looking. Soldier calls out, Hello, shoemaker's boy. You don't need to be in such a hurry. There's nothing to see until I come. Like, I'm the star of the show, so, and I'm still here. Like, you're not missing anything. Uh, but if you run to the inn and you bring me my tinderbox, I will give you four shillings. Seems like a low price for you're about to be hung and money won't matter. But... Especially when you have infinite money yeah. mm-hmm. at your beck and call. Yeah, it's, like it's Maybe like... sweeten the pot a little bit. I mean, it's twice as much as what he was left with when he had to move to the place with too many stairs for friendship. I don't care if it's symbolic. Give him a million money. (laughs) (laughs) You can can afford it. He's got to have that weird dog bring it over. 
It's sure not it even going to take that long. Sure, it will ruin the local economy quickly. Who cares? One million money <laughs> to live. <laughs> My life is worth exactly four shillings, and that is all I'm paying for it. <laughs> um, so the shoemaker's boy is excited about a four shilling deal, so he does this. What a fool. It could have been a million. Yeah, he needs to learn negotiating skills. This is a failure from everyone present. (laughs) I'm disappointed in everyone. And a policy failure. (laughs) Outside of town, a large gibbet had been erected, and it was surrounded by soldiers and onlookers. The king and queen sat on splendid thrones opposite the judges, and the soldiers stood on the ladder. Um, But just as they were about to place the rope around his neck, he asked for a final request from a dying man. And he just wanted to smoke one more pipe before he went. Seems fair. He's gonna die anyway. What's he gonna do? Kill him? (laughs) King's like, yeah, whatever. Do it. I'm like, I'm not gonna deny a request like that. Um, So the soldier takes out his tinderbox and he strikes it once, twice, three times. A lady. And summons all the dogs. Including the horrifying one with the stalk eyes the size of towers that are spinning constantly. And he so that's yells, a treat for everyone present. <laughs> yeah. And he yells, help me. So the dogs fell upon the judges and the counselors. Seizing one by the legs, another by the nose, tossing them all in the air, and dashing them to pieces. Is that helpful? <laughs> well, the judges are all dead now. Uh, I don't know what that does in a court of law. They had already ruled, right? They, yeah, the rope was like about he, to be put around He was being executed. Neck. Yeah. They were just here to witness it. I will not be touched, said the king, but the largest dog, which I assume is the tower eyes horrifying one, seized him and the queen <laughs> and threw them after the others. So the soldiers and all the people were afraid, as you would be, Mm-hmm. And they cried, Good soldier, you shall be our king and marry the beautiful princess. We love you now. You're our favorite and person. You're great dogs. You're three beautiful boys. I assume the king and queen are dead now. Mars needs monarchy. So they placed the soldier in the king's carriage. And the three dogs ran in front and cried, Hurrah! And little boys whistled through their fingers, and the soldiers all presented arms. And the princess came out of the copper castle, and she became a queen, which was very pleasing to her. Yeah, I love that part. Her favorite bit. Does she miss her parents? Don't matter. Queen now. That's all that matters. Does she is she cool with being married to this the soldier and his Geiger dogs? <laughs> Don't matter, queen now. The wedding festivities lasted a whole week, and the dogs sat at the table and stared with all their eyes. Gross. <laughs> the end. That's horrible. Why did you do that to us, Hans Christian Andersen? You just turned this into a fucking horror story. I'm glad it's on Mars and not here. 
I'll sleep easy knowing that I don't have to deal with it. I think this is one of the more sinister stories we've read. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly goes there by the end. Don't really like this man. He is not a good man. And he gets no comeuppance at any point for not being a good man. He gets well, made Carmen. He had to live very high up those stairs. That's true. The one, Think about it. The one punishable thing that you can do is to spend your money unwisely. If you're a poor, that a crime. Yeah. If poor you're a murderer yes. and a kidnapper and an assaulter... You get to be king. That, unfortunately. If you do it hard enough. I think, unfortunately, that holds pretty true. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of why this is a deeply unsettling story. Yeah. I feel like this is a good start to a horror story, though. Yeah. There's, like this... there's, good, there's good nugs in there. Like, you've got this background to this despot king. Who has three horrifying Geiger dogs that everyone is afraid to cross who just sit at the table with him and stare. Yeah, I feel like you could pare it down to just the the basics and have the setup for like this is the legend within another horror mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Like this this would be the this would be the iceberg part underneath the water. For introducing the the scariest king that's ever existed. This is told around a campfire at the beginning, so that later on, when we see these fucked up dogs, we know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. I would love to see, like, if this were expanded as a backstory to something, I would love to see the whole dead witch thing kind of come back. <laughs> yeah, as a spooky ghost, ghost witch. As- as something or like i don't know it doesn't go into like what witch power she possesses and i don't know i don't recall if we've seen much witchery from hans christian anderson to know like what he assumes witches can do <laughs> yeah um but i think that would be an angle to explore for sure mm-hmm i just want to see any comeuppance for this man cuz we've seen some really bad protagonists and heroes this might be one of the worst (laughs) i was gonna say it's definitely the worst that i remember there's a lot of the bad ones that we've encountered like they've done some bad stuff but most of the badness was that they did not learn from their mistakes they yoink a woman usually but everybody yoinks a woman um and uh someone else fixes all their problems for them Mm-hmm. This guy is just awful the whole way through. Has no redeeming quality. I mean, he like, it presumes gives... that we'll side with him because we don't like witches, and that is an assumption that should not be made. Absolutely not. But he gives to the poor, That's... which I feel like is is like a really almost more sinister smokescreen. <laughs> yeah, he gives to the poor when it doesn't affect him. Yeah. Yeah, like he he has like, again he has infinite money, like a lot of philanthropy is performative. <laughs> sure, and if he's giving to the 
the poor the like four shilling equivalent for saving his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's probably not making as big an impact. I'm curious about these dogs. Yes. Want to know where they come from? Yes. I know we have read a, a Tenderbox-esque story where we have encountered dogs with eyes of saucers, eyes the size of plates, and eyes the size of... I think the millstone was the third one. The yeah. Towers is a new <laughs> new descriptor to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not recall what happened there, so if anyone wants who like listens to our podcast more <laughs> frequently than we do <laughs> remembers which story that was and what occurred, we may, we might have some more clues as to to these dogs or if you have other three dog tinderbox-esque stories we might be able to find the origin point of these dogs i don't know that i know a place in the greater like book of doug-esque overarching story that we've been building where this fits off the top of my head it's a good thing that we put it on mars because now it doesn't have to yeah yeah this Um, is this is like majora's mask (laughs) <laughs> it's just sort of a parallel weird dark story yeah does not impact the main canon doesn't need to i mean this guy could become any of any of the terrible kings that we have encountered yeah involves three weird dogs like gorons zoras and deku <laughs> which are all some kind of weird dog if you think about yeah. it what happens if you put three nightmare dogs into that um, AI drawing tool? Just three nightmare dogs. Three nightmare dogs. I am. I don't want. I, I, I'm. I'm signing off. Um, I don't want to see this. We'll see. Be brave, Tyler. It's too close to bedtime. Be bold. Be bold. Be, but not too bold. It's maybe, Tyler. Maybe, I know what time you go to sleep. Maybe. Maybe it'll be fine. <laughs> You've got many hours. Maybe they'll be nice. The calm. No, it's way too close to bedtime. Um, Maybe they'll be good boys. Some real, uh, hmm, some real images being generated. I can see what everybody else is doing too, while while we're waiting on this. (laughs) Like Elon Elon Musk as a Jedi alone on a planet, like a poster. Being abducted by American aliens while sleeping Rick and Morty style 4K. <laughs> a weeb fighting a 1v1 with Elon Musk while using lightsabers. Just seeing. So there's just one really sad person out there imagining Elon Musk adventures. Just so you know sort of what else is going down. I think this is not as bad as it could be. Here's here's three nightmare dogs if you want to see that. That, that fourth one's something else. Yeah, didn't didn't really manage three in that one, but they yeah, are kind of struggling with the concept of three in a couple of these. Yeah, some of these are sort of cat dogs, kind of like the uh, the weird wispy middle dog in number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, these will be on Discord, so come check them out over there. Yeah, the fourth one looks like if Stranger Things made a puppy. Looks like American Gothic. Those two weirdos standing next to each other. <laughs> Fence posts. Uh, any other parting comments for this one? Get rid of him. I don't care if he is a... The, the I do want to know... 
I do want to know how they got a tree. How they got a tree onto how, Mars? How they no? How they got in? How the dogs got in the tree? Oh, I see. Uh, they don't seem to be uh, bound to it. <laughs> like bound to space or time. I think the tinderbox was in the tree, so the dogs just kind of hung out there. I don't know what the like who put the chests of money down there. Yeah. I also want to know what the dog's whole connection to the blue checked apron is. Does it just smell like their master? Like, is that witch their their owner? Was the tree her personal Did bank? I just want to chew on an apron. <clears throat> and she forgot the tinderbox down there. Yeah, like it just dropped out of her pocket or something. Right. So she needed to get somebody else to go down there and fetch it. But her beloved pet puppies are tied to it, so... Like, she hadn't seen them in too long, and she missed them. Yeah. And she just wanted her friends, and they missed her, and they, so the, the smell of her apron smoothed, soothed them. And now she's dead, so I think in a follow-up, the dog should discover that the soldier killed their beloved witch uh, mother. And, and now they're free. Yeah. Free to and seek now, their yeah. revenge. Yeah. On this On this Martian man. Correct. I'd watch that. Yeah, I think that would make a lot of this. But like, what needs to happen is that the soldier needs to receive any any kind of come up. That's a very common theme in all of the stories we read. Like, mm, someone needs to lose everything that they sort have. of pre <laughs> sort of presupposes that we want a moral, and and when I think like person who does bad thing and gets away with it and sometimes that's how the world is is like a, a perfectly fine way for a story to unfold yeah we just, we don't have to like it but we don't like it in real life yeah. either <laughs> it's just it's gross to me when the stories kind of present that as being a positive thing yes mm -hmm. it needs to be a little bit more right. clear yeah like that hey it sucks that this is the, like this is the way it works and how terrible as opposed to this is the way it works but he gave some money to poor people um so, so we we're should, good we should like him uh, my own dog here has eyes the size of teacups asking for stuff um so i should probably wrap this uh any final thoughts or have we reached the end of our brain capacities no i think that's it that's for it. me back to the void with us uh so thank you millipedish for suggesting this tale thank you um thank you mary shelley for inventing mars thank you <laughs> appreciate that uh it's real big you. of you yeah <laughs> very very nice of you to do um thank you hans christian anderson for inventing science fiction using marie uh, mary shelley's invention of mars uh thank you to Some real <laughs> banger of a collabo yeah like it was nice that you two like joined forces for this tale uh thank you to everyone who's been sharing the show talking about the show uh inflicting it upon unsuspecting neighbors uh thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show in a fiscal sort of manner uh allowing us to you know pay for hosting etc thank you framebug for clicking your little claws throughout this recording uh impatiently uh, thank you to our top tier patrons, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, hope you enjoyed my extended queen savagery joke, 
Heirius, Midori, Baby Grandma, Becca, Lobster No Longer, the new and improved Haley, Thimbles are Stitcher's best friend, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto popping on off with a bang, Caitlin, Danielle, Bean Rebellion, Ya Girl <clears throat> Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespa Desu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, JessicaGrabbing.com, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Millipedish, I have a bad case of the Davian flu, Maya, High Listus of Wimbus, Gohan is a punker, a dubious little creature, Haley Prime, the original B. Haley you know and love since 2018, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank Thanks, you. Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.